The beginning of the school year is fast approaching, and for some, it's already started, and there are so many things to do. There are rooms to arrange, documents to prepare, music to organize, and before you know it, the first day of rehearsal arrives. I know the members of our Choir Director Corner community membership were in planning mode because I had multiple members ask me this past week, what do you do the first day of rehearsal? So on today's episode of the podcast, I've put together a list of do's and one don't for your first rehearsal of the year. Keep in mind, you will want to tailor your plan for that first rehearsal, giving consideration to your familiarity with the singers and their experience level. Regardless of your experience level, I hope this episode gives you some ideas on how to make your first rehearsal as successful as it can be. Let's get into it. Here we go. And hello my friends, welcome to the Choir Director Corner Podcast. My name is Matt Walker, I'm your host. Thanks so much for stopping by and joining me for today's episode. So as I mentioned in the intro, we are getting right down to the nitty-gritty, the end of the summer and into our new school year. Or if you're in a church choir, into your uh, new year. I'm sure many of you have had the summer off and now you're getting back into rehearsals as well. And so I had multiple members of our Choir Director Corner community membership who've asked me just in the past week, what do you do on the the first day of rehearsal. Uh, you see lots of these different questions about getting ready for you know the new school year, getting ready for rehearsals with your choirs, and oftentimes that question centers around that first rehearsal or even that first week, right? What actually do you do in that first rehearsal? What's going to uh, be the most productive use of your time? What's going to get your singers excited and energized to be there and get you all off on the right foot and having a great start to the year and getting them excited about coming back that second day and uh, starting to really dig into some wonderful music that you have planned for them, right? But it all starts with that first day. And so in today's episode of the podcast, I have a list of do's and actually one don't for that first rehearsal of the year. So you can consider this your game plan. Yeah, if you follow this to-do list and then stay away from the one don't that I mentioned today, you're going to be able to create a productive first rehearsal, a successful first rehearsal, because it's going to be productive, but you're also getting your singers excited, right? They're going to be excited to come back that second day, um, but you also accomplish some things too, and some very important things. So let's get into it. Let's look at our game plan for our very first rehearsal of the year, and what is our to-do list? What are the things that we want to do that we want to accomplish in this very first rehearsal. Number one, do greet students as they come in the room, making a special effort to engage with 
new students, right? So this can be just as simple as standing at your doorway, yeah? The doorway into your uh, choir rehearsal room and just greeting people as they come in. Or, you know, if you're, uh, you have a podium or you have a piano up at the front of the room, just standing uh, on the podium, standing by the piano, and as they come in, saying hello to everyone, making them uh, immediately feel welcome. Because especially if they're new to choir or even more especially if they're new to the school there's going to be some anxiety there right so we want to do everything that we can right from the very beginning to really just put them at ease and for me it's as simple as you know either in the doorway or just up at the front of the room, greeting people as they come in. And those new students, if you have some returning students, they see how you interact with them. And you can show them in your interactions with some of those returning students that, oh, this this is this is a safe space, right? This is someone um, that is going to immediately that they can tell this is someone that is going to care about me as a musician, as a person, and this is uh, going to be a place where I'm going to be encouraged and supported, right? Just that little thing, greeting students as they come in, can make a, a huge difference in uh, showing. The people, new students coming into the room, what you are all about. So that's number one, greeting students as they come in. Number two, do have a seating chart ready to go. Now, even if you don't know what section they will be singing in, give them a specific spot to go to. I like to just label the chairs with their names using sticky notes, but you can really do it however you like. Yeah, you can uh, project a seating chart onto your whiteboard, onto your big screen, and they can look at that as they come in. But to me, just like, you know what, find the chair with uh, the sticky note of your name, right? And so they, uh, it's a little, uh, little puzzle, right? A little hide and seek, even as they come into the room. Now, going forward, then you can have students then self-select their section until you are able to place them. But I try very early on to uh, get them placed into sections, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. Yeah, but do have a seating chart even for that first day, even if they're totally not in sort of the vocal sections that they will be in that's just going to help you keep things organized and also it's going to help you as far as you know, if you do have some returning students and you've got some maybe particular students that you know uh, might be a distraction if they sit next to each other you can be sure to space those students out right and so uh, it's not only just an organizational tool, but you're already giving yourself um, a head start as far as classroom management goes, right? So having a just a basic seating chart ready, even if they're not in their vocal sections, that's okay. You can always change it even for the next day, right? Um, you can simply say, okay. Um, who thinks that they're going to be uh, a soprano? Let's say you've got trouble card. Who thinks they're going to be a soprano? Yeah, maybe even say high soprano. Who thinks they're going to be on the low end, the alto, right? Who thinks they're going to be somewhere in between? Maybe you've got some three-part music, yeah? And so just by a show of hands, you can put them into some basic sections, right? So you're taking names down for each section. They come back the next day. You've got them already 
organized by uh, the section that they have essentially self-selected. And then going on from there, you can then do uh, more uh, official or specific voicings uh, so that you've got maybe a little bit more accurate uh, placement for them as far as where they should be vocally, right? So this makes it a very easy way of doing it. So number two, have a seating chart ready to go. Number three, do consider going through each name while taking attendance. Now I will say right off the bat, I am terrible with names. Remembering names, but also pronouncing names. I think maybe this is a choir director thing, but we're have experience pronouncing so many different languages, right? You know, I've done Russian, French, German, Latin, you know, Swahili, like the list goes on and on, right? And I'm sure you're saying the same thing. I get a name and I look at it and it seems like I have eight different options and how I might pronounce that, yeah? And I'm usually wrong. <laughs> so going through each name while taking attendance, okay? So here's what I like to do. Look at the student as you say their name, right? I am a very much a visual person. And so it's literally putting a name with a face yeah you can then confirm how to pronounce their name and by putting a face with the name you'll learn their names more quickly I know I do chances are you are going to as well now if it's an ensemble where you already know the majority of the students you could then simply take attendance by simply noting which chairs are empty right and that's going back to our previous to do on our to-do list having a seating chart when you've got open chairs, you immediately know, oh, that's who's supposed to be in that spot. That's who's gone. So you can take attendance more quickly that way as well. Even if it's an ensemble where um, you know the majority of the students, they're still returning. I still like to do something where I will go through each name and maybe I'll have a question. You know, it's as basic as what was uh, your favorite uh, movie that you watched over summer break? Right. And so when I say their name, they have to share that uh, with the rest of the group. Right. So it's a little bit of a, a social exercise as well. You know, they're returning students. Chances are you're not going to need to go through all those names. But that's an opportunity to, you know, a little bit of a community builder just right off the bat. But especially if you don't uh, aren't familiar with their names, that is a great way to get started with that. I know it certainly helps me. So going through each name while taking attendance. Takes a little bit more time, but boy, is it worth it. Number four, do go through warm-ups as you normally would, right? And giving a brief explanation when necessary. You can even, uh, you know, put uh, your warm-ups on your projector, yeah? Project them onto your whiteboard or onto your big screen or your uh, uh, flat screen TV if you've got one, yeah? So giving them a visual as well. But, you know, giving them an idea of what the warm-up is supposed to accomplish and what you are listening for, yeah? At the same time, trying to keep it moving, right? We don't want to take up too much of our precious rehearsal time with warm-ups, but give them an idea of what the routine is going to be like, 
right? And so this is our warm-up routine. We're going to go right from one warm-up to the next. Warm-ups will start when the bell rings, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Give him an idea of what that routine is going to be like and then run through that routine. And that also gives you an idea right off the bat of vocally where we at as far as our training goes, right? So if you've got a whole new group of singers coming in, that's going to give you some important information as well. Yeah, but getting them used to that routine, going through those warm-ups as you normally would. That's number four. Number five, do spend as much time singing as possible. Yeah, for beginning ensembles, there are lots of canons and rounds resources that will help build the confidence of your singers. Now, two resources that I like to use for rounds, there's a book called Rounds Plus by Roger Emerson. And then there's another book, 150 Rounds for Singing and Teaching by Judith Johnson and Edward Bolkovac. Okay, and so I will have those listed in the show notes for you. You can find both of those on Amazon, and they are great books for rounds. If you're looking for some new rounds, those would be two great places to start. You can find also both of them on the JW Pepper website. You can also try out sections of pieces that you are considering programming. Yeah. So if you've got some pieces of music that you're thinking about maybe doing for your first concert, bring them in. Try out a small section. Yeah. This is going to give you a lot of important information, a lot of important feedback. Yeah. Sight reading wise, what's their skill level? Is this a piece of music that they're going to be able to work through relatively quickly? Or is this something that's going to be a challenge, right? It also allows them, your singers, to give you some feedback on the music you are considering, right? And whether they like it, whether they find it engaging and interesting as well. So giving you lots of feedback there as well, yeah? But yes, trying to sing as much as possible in that first rehearsal, right? They are in choir for a reason, right? And one of those reasons, maybe it's not their top, top, top reason, but top three reasons, they want to sing, right? And so that is what they're there for. So give them, give them what they want, right? (laughs) Give them what they want and do spend as much time singing as possible and singing something that they can have sort of a quick win that they can find some success with, right? That's what those rounds are all about. Having them singing in parts, but it's something that they can take and be successful relatively quickly so that when they come back then that second day, they know, hey, we were pretty successful yesterday. Let's try something a little bit maybe more challenging, yeah? Or let's just try that again, yeah? See if we can do even better with that one round that we did, right? So getting them singing that first rehearsal. I think that's a big, big thing. So that's number five. Number six, do have a specific plan as to what sections of music you will be teaching and how you want to teach it. So if you're bringing in some music, yeah, whether it's music you're thinking about or whether you're already going to get them started on something, whether it's just a piece of music, you know, maybe you found something on uh, CPDL, uh, Choral Pub, Coral Public Domain Library where, you know, you're just going to have them sight read through it. Have a specific plan as to what section 
you're going to do and then how you are going to teach that section, right? What are the steps that you are going to take in order to teach that section? By being prepared on that material, you are going to be even more confident and that rehearsal is going to run much more seamlessly, right? And that's very important, right? Again, we want our verse rehearsal to be successful. We want it to be as productive and efficient as possible. We don't want to waste any time. And so the more prepared you can be on that material, whatever you're bringing in, the more successful that rehearsal is going to be. So that is number six. Have a plan for what you're going to be teaching. Specific plan. Number seven is our don't. Don't spend a lot of time going through your syllabus. Now, chances are your students will be doing this in every other class, right? And we'll be ready to actually do something rather than just sitting in a chair and going through classroom rules, right? Or the grading criteria. Unless it's something they absolutely have to know for the next day or your next rehearsal, save syllabus material for that next rehearsal right? So that's number seven. Please don't spend a lot of time going through that syllabus because they're going to be doing that in every other class. Number eight, do, however, briefly explain certain classroom expectations and procedures as they come up in the process of your rehearsal. For instance, if a student asks to use the restroom, that's a great opportunity to briefly explain your restroom procedure before you continue on. If a student makes a comment, make it a point to mention your expectation that students will raise their hand if they have something to contribute, right? So those classroom expectations, what is that series of classroom expectations that are just really important to you uh, in order to keep rehearsals productive? productive and keeping them moving, keeping them efficient. And from a classroom management standpoint, what's really important to you, the, the things that happen or don't happen in every single rehearsal, right? Those things you do want to communicate to your singers, right? And a great, again, a great way to do it is when they come up in your rehearsal, or you can just have uh, a list, yeah? Like the 10 uh, rehearsal guidelines for your classroom, right? And so just go boom, 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 boom. You know, when uh, you need to use the restroom, uh, please raise your hand and sign out on the clipboard that's by the door, right? Or whatever that procedure is, right? So whatever are the absolute necessary things to keep your rehearsals running smoothly, yeah, like a fine-tuned, well-oiled machine, those are the things that you want to talk about in your first rehearsal, right? Keeping it as short and sweet as possible. So that's number eight. Explain the important classroom expectations and procedures. Number nine, do try to end the rehearsal with something singable that the students are going to be successful with. The goal here is to have the students singing a tune on their way out the door, 
right? You're not going to want to shout your random instructions as they're going out the door. Take care of all of that stuff first and then go into a song. When that bell rings, then you send them on their way and they are singing as they go out the door. That's going to give them something positive that they can then build on when they come in for that next rehearsal, right? So number nine, make sure that they've got success with what they are singing and send them out the door singing, right? That's number nine. Last but not least, number 10, do have a plan for placing students in sections going forward, right? Now this might not be for uh, as I mentioned earlier, for the very first rehearsal, but maybe for that second rehearsal, you're having them self-select a section. Yeah. And then that allows you to create a seating chart to put them in those sections until then you can go through and uh, do a vocal placement with each of the singers. Yeah. Now, ideally placing students in sections would be done outside of rehearsal time, but I know that that is not always an option. You can do this in following rehearsals by having students sing for you in small groups and just having them sing something simple like happy birthday, right? Having them come up to the piano in groups of three or four, singing a little bit of happy birthday in uh, a variety of keys. Yeah, you kind of move them up and down their vocal range just to see where they are comfortable. And then you get their feedback and say, okay, uh, this last time it was pretty low. How many of you were still uh, we're still comfortable singing the low notes on this. Yeah. And they will be able to tell you, right. And so you can use that, uh, to place them initially into vocal sections. Then if you have the opportunity to do, uh, choir lessons uh, individually with students, that gives you a more specific, gives you more specific feedback as far as where those singers are vocally. And then you can adjust from there right? Now, once you have all of your singers organized by voice part, you can then do uh, your seating chart by section, sort of your finalized arrangement, finalized seating chart. Yeah. And, you know, I've always said that variety is the spice of life. So, you know, you're certainly not tied to that seating chart, right? You can uh, create one, go for a couple weeks, see how it is. And then after a couple weeks, you change it up a little bit and give them some new people to uh, to sit by, to sing by, right? So that is number 10. Do have a plan for placing students in vocal sections going forward. And in that first rehearsal, that can be simply have them select, right? If we're uh, in a bass choir, you're going to try some uh, three-part bass choir stuff. Say, okay, who thinks they're on the top area of the spectrum? Who thinks they're on the bottom? Who thinks they're on the middle, right? And then that next rehearsal, when they come in, you can bring them up again, singing something simple. Uh, maybe the other singers are working on a handout or a worksheet or a questionnaire, something like that, while then you are uh, meeting with those singers to put them in those initial sections of the choir. So that is number 10. Do you have a plan for placing students in sections moving forward?
Well, that is my list of do's and one don't for that first choir rehearsal of the year. I hope that this list is helpful as you plan for that first rehearsal. More than anything, remember to have fun, right? If your singers can see that you are excited and having fun, then they are going to do the same. Now, to help you get up and running for your first week of rehearsals, I have created a new resource for you. This is the Choir Director Corner Back to School Survival Plan. Now, in the survival plan, I include a walkthrough description of what I do in each of the first five choir rehearsals, as well as include a number of templates so you don't have to reinvent the wheel. In the survival plan, there are templates for a rehearsal and daily planner. So it's a calendar to plan out important dates and then also then to plan out your rehearsals from week to week and for even from one day to the next, right? There's also a daily rehearsal plan template. If you're someone that you've got to uh, pl- uh, turn in rehearsal plans to your administration or you just like to have a formal rehearsal plan for each rehearsal, this is going to come in handy. It's in Google format, so it is easy to edit. There is also a choir handbook template. Choir handbooks are so important for communicating expectations, procedures, as well as important dates to your singers, as well as, depending on their age, their parents as well. There's also a template for a course syllabus, so you do not have to reinvent the wheel. There's even a seating chart template, and this is also in Google format. So you can take this seating chart and modify it to best fit your needs. Now you can get your copy of the Back to School Survival Plan over at choirdirectorcorner.com forward slash shop, S-H-O-P. Or you can get access to the Back to School Survival Plan as well as dozens of rubrics, templates, handouts, online workshops, recommended repertoire lists, and more through our Choir Director Corner community membership, which you can find over at choirdirectorcorner.com forward slash membership. We currently have a seven-day free trial going on, so you can get into the membership content and see all of the awesome resources that are available to you. So make sure you check it out. Again, that's choirdirectorcorner.com forward slash membership. Well, that's it for today's episode, my friends. I hope this episode has provided some inspiration and motivation to make your first choir rehearsal of the year a successful one. Keep doing your thing. Keep being awesome. And I will see you next week. Are you looking for resources that will save you time and frustration? Want to dive deeper into topics related to your teaching? Then check out the Choir Director Corner Community Membership over at choirdirectorcorner.com forward slash membership. Membership.